welcome back to Forensic Friends. I'm your host, Shelly. And as usual, I'm here with my forensically fascinated friend, Natalie. Hello, lovely people. <laughs> that's that's new. Yes. I, yeah, I'm mixing it up. Oh, happy Halloween or something. It's late when you <laughs> hear this. I want to, I don't have greetings, okay? So I'm like running out of greetings. What can I say? Also, I feel like my parents are definitely trying to blend something downstairs. Oh my god, are we but cursed today? At this point, I'm too tired to yell at them, so we'll just have to deal with it. If you hear spooky noises, it's probably my parents being annoying downstairs. Also, speaking of spooky, we've had we've been having the weirdest technical issue. Yes. So, you know, ghost husband, mm-hmm. I'm mad you're sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> Did I ever talk about Ghost Husband on... I don't... Yes, I must have. <laughs> I don't think I talked... I think talked... so, because I... Wait, you have. Okay. I thought I talked about that time when I was so out of it, like, my shoelaces were untied and I don't remember tying them. Yes, okay, you definitely... And then I came home that. and they were tied. Yeah, so I guess I have a Ghost Husband. I don't know. Which I, I... you're throwing out there yeah. without any of the beginning context why we decided it was a Ghost Husband. So I feel like this episode is really... A great time for you to tell us about your ghost husband and a little bit of cultural things, which is like folk science. (laughs) Calling it folk science now, is that a thing? (laughs) Sure. Sure. Is folk spelled P-S-E-U-D-O? Oh my god. Ha ha ha. (laughs) Shelly wins the episode. (laughs) My ghost husband thinks I'm clever. I'm sure he does, and it's not just because you picked up his envelope. For people who are wondering, <laughs> Ghost Husband and Ghost Brides are a old, I would say, East Asian tradition. Mostly Chinese, but I think there's derivatives in other yeah, cultures as well. Yeah, I know well. Korea has ghost weddings and so does Japan. That, yeah, those are the only ones so, I know of for sure. So, like... The idea is if someone dies unmarried, typically the family wants to seek someone of preferably a similar age, but someone who was also unmarried when they died and have a afterlife wedding, basically, to make sure that they're wedded in the afterlife. Because in a lot of East Asian folklore, like, there is... It's, I guess the, like, Christian equivalent would almost be, like, a purgatory, except it's not a punishing thing. Yeah, it's like a holding it's just place like, for reincarnating, right? Yeah, it's like, it. you kind of go there, and if you've, like, if you've been a bad person in life, like, a really bad person, then you get taken to, like, actual hell. But this is more like an underworld, where it's almost like a replica of the real world, but, like, not exactly... And generally people go there and they live out an afterlife until they get to reincarnate into their next life. So traditionally, like, I think we actually had a religious holiday somewhat recently because my parents bought, like, you know, the roast duck and the chicken and Mm -hmm. all the works to pray. But, like, you would see a lot if you were at a cemetery where there were a lot of Buddhist burials. You would see people who would bring, like, maybe, like, a metal drum to burn stuff in. And the idea is, like, you would burn it in a ceremony to send that thing to the afterworld. And there's quite a variety of Joss Paper paper offerings, I guess, 
Mm. Yeah, like your very traditional ones would be like clothing and paper money. Like obviously not real currency. It would be like a, an underworld currency. Yeah. It's, um, it's funny though, but, like looking at the pictures that they do to print on the money. Like the fake money yeah. can be like fake American style money or it can be in gold, like fake paper gold ingots. Yeah. Those are really cool looking. And it takes skill to fold them. I My <laughs> aunt tried to teach me and I never took to it. But nowadays there's like iPad and iPhone Jaws papers. Like oh my paper. god, I've seen those. Yeah, because you know that's what what is like. It's like gifts, right? It's offerings to your mm-hmm. ancestors. But they can have things in their life while they wait to be reincarnated. Servants, houses, money. Yeah, yeah. Like when my grandma passed away, part of the funeral rites was we had a huge paper house and like these paper servants that were mm. the creepiest fucking things <laughs> they are i was scary. i was four when my grandma passed away so i was a toddler so having those things in the house terrified me and because you have them in the house for a while before they get burned yeah so i remember i don't remember i don't remember that i think it is um but like we had i was just playing around i was flinging around paper or cardboard or something just you know i was four years old and i was imagining that paper cardboard as something but i accidentally let go and it flung into one of the paper servants and i i had nightmares for so long of that thing coming to strangle me oh no like i was terrified and but the the whole the ghost husband thing sometimes maybe more in fiction than happening in actual practice is people will try to get live people to marry ghosts. This is probably usually not consensual. And the trickery that happens usually ends up like picking up basically like a like a blessed except cursed red envelope because if anyone has had any Chinese New Year celebrations before, like if they've seen it, I don't know because Maybe, Maybe because I grew up in. I, I actually found some little books that I had because I get some. I have a bunch. Yeah. I have a bunch. I, I still, they just sit in my bag. <laughs> I don't have an occasion to give them out anymore. I mean, I did give them I out. I don't give them, them out. I receive. Well, that's because you're not married. Says the one who's also <laughs> not married. <laughs> but I like, but you know, all, all my parents' friends and st- like they're Chinese, right? Yeah. So they give the paper envelopes to me but usually like it's money but yeah so like during new year you would exchange them like you would give them usually to kids or in my case someone who is unmarried <laughs> just it's just like a tradition it's like wishing good luck kind of thing and usually it's like five dollars or whatever yeah you also sometimes like they're good gifts for like weddings like instead of gift card like the traditional thing would have been to just put cash in a red envelope yeah Red um, and yellow are fortune bringing or good like good luck colors, and round things are yes. also good luck things. So that's why I got oranges from my student, one of my students, which is why uh-huh. I have red envelopes because I had to buy a whole package to get them. <laughs> he brought me oranges, which is fine. I'm not married, so like, but it's still fine because I was also oranges, or at least I don't know if it's tangerines or clementines. I don't know the difference. Because we have, it's just in Cantonese, it's gut. <laughs> and there's a well-wishing that's like, tai ka tai lei, 
which I don't, I think it's like just ha- great happiness or something. Like, hope you have great happiness. Mm-hmm. And we really love our puns. So, like, the gut and the gut of like the oranges. Oh, that's, I love that's, that. Yeah. Like, we'll have like fish is considered good luck as well to have during New Year because I think one of the greetings is like Lin Lin Yao Yi, which is like, hope your year goes smoothly kind of i think like these are really old sayings so yeah they're not colloquialisms so i can't really like i don't have an explanation for a lot of them but like he is fish i know mandarin and not cantonese and my mandarin yeah super super cursory so (laughs) or like this one is just plain ass cheesy like there's no other (laughs) way shrimp in cantonese is ha so you want to have shrimp because ha ha see which means laugh like you're going ha ha. I'm not kidding you. That is a that thing. That doesn't surprise me though. Like if you we know, love puns. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I guess I might have accidentally picked up a random red envelope and gotten myself a ghost husband who ties my shoes for me. <laughs> um, and also apparently sometimes likes to fuck with my recording. I mean, we were talking for like two hours solid or something before mm-hmm. we started recording. And the minute, the minute mm-hmm. you were like, let's record, it cuts off. Yep. I mean, now I'm not going to say anything because this is going to jinx it. Apparently <laughs> my ghost husband wants to be a little shit today, so. Maybe your ghost um, husband is also a cat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. Maybe we'll talk about Valkyrie and her brattery, but. That wouldn't work, though, because I'm too much of a cat. That's what I was going to say. We wouldn't be compatible. Don't cats... No, cats don't mate. Never mind. Wait. Some do. Cats don't mate? Of course cats mate. No, I mean, like... How do you have more cats? Sorry, mate for life is the phrase that I was thinking, but I have to say it because it changes the meaning. So, I do know that some big cats do, but I was thinking about it, and I think some domesticated or are you calling me promiscuous no i was (laughs) i was trying to say that two cats can go together and then i started questioning my knowledge about the breeding habits of cats look (laughs) my true ghost husband is the one from final fantasy 14 Shadowbringers. i'm not gonna spoil it but if you know it then you know it ghost husband (laughs) i mean yes (laughs) We're saying these traditions are old, but I will say that they are still common enough to appear in horror movies and, well, not even horror movies, and books and things like that. You can mention ghost weddings in in East Asia, and I'm pretty sure everyone knows what you're talking about. So... Well, the thing is, like, I don't actually know if it's practiced that much, but, like, we keep a lot of really old traditions. Is it even considered science our topic today? Ghosties? I honestly, as I was trying to do research, I felt triggered. Oh, just, no. It's just like, I don't honestly, I don't have very much because I just couldn't. I just couldn't. <laughs> like, I have some, some stuff, but like. What kind of stuff do you have? Because that will determine what I talk about. I have a couple so things. So I, like, I looked up, I literally just Googled, just to see what I would find, the science of ghosts. 
so I do have a little blurb on science, scientific explanation for why we think we might see ghosts, like causes for ghost sightings and such. And then I looked at some like ghost hunting tools, specifically EMF readers and EVP, because like those are the, I guess, fanciest equipment, but I just couldn't find actual explanations. Okay. (laughs) Because there are none. Maybe we'll just, instead of like taking turns or whatever, we'll just feed off of each other. I, yeah, I think we can just talk. I also have a section that I titled, I fucking cannot. Oh, no. (laughs) So, it's a blurb. It's not an actual, it was a blurb during my research. So, well, you know how I feel about this. So, I just want to point out, like, I am not a hard skeptic. Like, I'm not saying, like, I don't believe in ghosts or the supernatural hard stop. Yeah. I just acknowledge that there is no actual evidence indicating their existence and like the people who claim that there is it's not actually evidence and therefore yeah. I cannot definitively say that I believe in ghosts but I also acknowledge that science has limitations. Yeah. So like yeah, like I don't hard stop not believe in ghosts or anything like that, but like I'm not uh, just trying to even research this. <laughs> trying to even research this was like I can't. I can't. So basically, you're saying that it's not disproven, but that doesn't mean we can prove it. Ergo, you see no reason to believe in it. Yeah, it's like it's not that I don't believe. Something ghosts. Mm. Yeah, it's not that I like don't believe, like absolutely, ref- like you know I'm unbelieving. It's just yeah. that there is nothing to convince me. Yeah, that's I think that's right? really it's fair. Like, well, I think um, I have an example that might that might I kind of just for this because I have. Okay. So I. As far as beliefs and science, like, yes, I love looking at the super specific reason that a certain plant can have anti-cancer properties and the constituents and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I really enjoy that. But it's act- mm-hmm. it's built on a backbone of traditional knowledge that that there's traditional knowledge that predates a lot of our scientific studies and that we don't know everything about everything, which science mm-hmm. for the most part the scientific community understands but there are yeah uh, as many dangers in that as about algorithms. so you know like when someone makes accidentally too strong a board tea and discovers psychoactive properties of a plant that was like, <laughs> who would do that <sighs> <laughs> listen i am so it's <laughs> so salty i'm so salty that is my weird relationship with science. I love science. I am very curious. I've always been curious, but at kind of like you, I know there's things that we don't understand, but I think yeah. I do have a very maybe a more pronounced way, if maybe pronounced is a good way to say it. A more pronounced <laughs> feeling or belief about spirituality from being indigenous i think that 
Uh, I'm not an atheist. Like, that's a whole other conversation. I don't think a lot of people who are atheists don't care. Do you but hear my dog? I heard something. That was my dog. That was not a ghost. That was just my dog. <laughs> For all of you who hear my cat all the time, now we hear Mina, so. I mean, my dog sounds possessed, so, like, <laughs> oh she's a husky. I think I saved that sound that you sent of her whining anyway. Oh, my God. It was so good. But, yeah, so I, I have a very strong thing that I'm going to talk about eventually somewhere that I don't think people who ascribe to folk religions, quote-unquote, are atheists. But I have a little nuanced understanding. I think it's probably the same as what most people grow up being Buddhist like casually buddhist would have like yeah like well i guess my stance is like look i'm not going to say that i necessarily believe in ghosts but i'm also going to i'm also not going to joke around at a seance oh yeah no i'm not for that so right but like, i was gonna say i'm a little further because i have a lot of friends who are also looking into different understandings of the world and i have a friend who is right now really 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 finding a lot of affirmation i guess uh, or fulfillment that's not the right word but like it feels very good for him to be involved in chaos magic and we were talking okay. about it and i guess the whole industrial revolution hoopla old folk stuff stupid ghost spirits only some people believe in that like you had oh god what was the magician who got really mad about the seances and he would houdini houdini hated that fake spiritualism and any kind of spiritualism that used magic you would go around and disprove all these people who are scalping for money which is fine i love that do that i don't want people to be taking advantage of other people but I think that energy and industrial revolution seems a little too far. I don't know. I, to me, it's it says a lot about how you look at the world. And mostly, I'm talking about losing my on the word net. But we were talking about how interesting it is with what we know about psychology. Because a lot of chaos magic is uh, manifesting, <laughs> which I'm sure anyone has heard. Anyone who's been around someone who gets on this mindfulness train like yep, the, the yep. generic mindfulness <laughs> out of context of anything yeah god but you might have heard of, i'm going to manifest it well chaos magic is like that on crack <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is and we were talking about like magic rituals and if you involve or like if you choose to participate in any kind of magic system right there's mm-hmm. a placebo effect is extremely effective we know that from so many studies but if it's mm-hmm. real or not doesn't particularly matter because if you think it's going to work like so he did a, a ritual for luck and like keeping people who have bad energy out of his life. And mm-hmm. that very week, someone he thought was his friend came out and, oh God, not wrong context. 
it, it was found out that they were talking behind his back and saying all this shit. And so he felt like he had a lot of, like, he did that. The, the chaos magic, magic did that. And whether or, so, like, with money and luck and opportunities, I think that if you're going to do something and you tell yourself or believe in some way, this is going to help me, then you're going to be automatically more aware when opportunities come to you or you might yeah. take an opportunity when you wouldn't. So it doesn't really matter if it's real necessarily. It yeah. just changes how you work in the world. I just so I just work, think the problem <laughs> is when it becomes like when someone becomes over-reliant on that. Oh yeah, for which sure. I don't think many people who are like practicing that like are over reliant like they have an actual understanding of you know what how this kind of not maybe not an actual understanding of how it works necessarily because like who the hell has an actual understanding of how that works but more like like just better expectations right but i guess the issue is you know when you look at like the the scammy people like the so-called witch doctors who mm aren't actually doing anything that helps you because sometimes like i don't know like like when people are going through a rough time like this is probably the most common the easiest example when people are going through a rough time and smack the microphone and you know they want to believe like you know god has a plan for them and it'll be okay and you know what like whether or not it's going to be true like that amount of faith could get you through that hard time and sure yeah. and we maybe, do know like what i was just gonna say we do know that people who have some kind of religious belief like faith mm-hmm. in something we do know that they have a good chance uh, or a better chance of surviving cancer some pretty progressive cancers and that's that's some initial studies obviously we haven't been able to do super long or like yeah. involved to look at other factors. But from what we know now, from some studies, as opposed to not having any faith, not like being atheist militantly, just without having faith and people with some kind of religious faith, they do have more of an optimistic attitude. It yeah. does affect how so you it's feel. So correlation, it's correlation versus causation, right? Yeah. Like, you don't actually know what the cause of it is. It could be something supernatural. Yeah. You know? I guess you can't actually rule that out, which really is how the scientific method kind of works is you have to, right. be able to rule things out. But like it could also just be the fact that believing in something has a physiological effect. Yeah. Like like even small things, right? Like they say, oh, mind over matter, which isn't, you know, going to be 100% true all the time. But yeah. like when I'm working out, for example, That's a good let example. me let me just point out that I do not enjoy physical exercise much. <laughs> I do enjoy kickboxing, but like, like I, I do not, I, I just, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I like exercised. I love physical activity, but I was a dancer and did a lot of shit before pain. So that I just think it's funny. I just like, like, I like hitting things. That's what <laughs> I like about kickboxing is like knowing that I can hit hard and like yeah. go through this, even when people don't, they look at me and they don't expect me to necessarily. Yeah. I mean, not like, 
So that's what I like. But, you know, there's been times whether I was kickboxing or when I was lifting when it was like my muscles are so sore and I'm like, you know, on my 78th sit up, which oh, <laughs> when we have to do the 100 sit ups, like my 78th sit up and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But like I tell myself, no, like I can. And I just keep going. Yeah. Like, I think I can stop, but no, I can still keep going. So, yes, having that, like, believing, whether it's believing in yourself, which is super cheesy, but, you know, it works. I mean. Or believing, believing in the doctors who are treating you, the yeah. nurses who are treating you. Or the medicine you, you're or taking. Having, yeah. Or believing in, like, some higher power, like, that optimism really which is kind of what it is actually yeah. does have an effect because your mental health and your physical health i don't know why i said physical health with an extra k in there <laughs> physical health have a connection and we still don't understand it completely because mental health we don't even understand completely physical health we just came to a decent understanding really yeah and we so, still don't know everything yeah like it it's hard to say what is what so like you can't necessarily rule out anything supernatural but like yeah like i don't know it's i definitely a too far but i yeah you know if i so like what i was talking about like indigenous beliefs if you look at the earth and you have a very strong belief and understanding and like we are a part of this world our ancestors nurtured this world. Our people have nurtured this world for X amount of years. Nature has given us back this love. And you move in an understanding that the, that nature is a gift, that energy is a gift, life is a gift. Then you're not going to be as inclined to litter or you're going to be careful about where you get your produce or what kind mm -hmm. of products you consume, how much trash you produce. And that creates a healthier world. So like. You can also do that from science, uh, like purely scientific. Nature is just a thing, but you know what? Humanity likes to be alive in this fluke of existence. So, lower <laughs> <Do> your <we>? carbon. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We think we do. Sure about that? Like, no, we do not need to exist, but we like being existing. So, <laughs> we're also English very good. Yeah, it's fine. We like being existing. Yes, we like being in existence and existing. And I was trying to say five things at once so excuse my tenses but <laughs> yeah I mean it there are multiple ways to go about a thing so I think that if it doesn't hurt anyone and you're not hurting yourself you're fine like yeah. believe whatever you want but like there are some very fun ghost things and I do we had a little philosophy <laughs> in our belief because science and we had to talk about it because both of us are very factually minded but like I want to have mm -hmm. fun <laughs> yeah I I tried but like sometimes <laughs> the, like as someone who is definitely on the skeptical side like when you it's not like my issue with people of faith shall we say <laughs> um is when like for me it's more of an open-mindedness right for me it's like yeah look i don't actually i don't have the answers to this world i don't understand what's happening yeah. ever in any <laughs> none of us do so um so like 
like I approach it with like, okay, these are the facts that I know and these are the facts that I don't have. So therefore I cannot eliminate this possibility. But when I talk to people who are so very into it, it's like there is no question in their mind. And I, I take issue with that level of certainty because you can't have that level of certainty. You know, like, like, I don't know. I like, I try to be respectful. It's just like, you're telling me something and it's like, right. But there are other explanations that are possible as well, but you're already jumping to the one. I think for me, I draw the difference at like, what is your personal belief versus what Mm -hmm. do you tell or how do you interact with other people? So I, my understanding or like openness to people having a lot of different faith systems is absolutely dependent on how you believe other people should believe. If you're telling me I have to believe in your system, it's the only way, then my mind's not so open about that. That's what my problem is. But if you're like, I look at the world through this lens. Wow, it's cool. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about it. I don't see it that way, but it's fascinating. It it only becomes a problem for me if you're like, my belief is you're going to help or you're going to do this bad thing. Like if you do this, you're going to suffer forever in this belief system. And I'm right because I know I am. And you just sucked us up. Like any I other think, people well, mine, sucked us up. My stance is probably just the step before yours. <laughs> like, like I, it's, you don't even have to start telling me I'm going to hell. I mean, I've probably like, I've got VIP tickets there. <laughs> maybe not, not be actually because all of us fun people will be there. but honestly what system are we going by you and i don't hurt anyone we're fine On i'm just we wanting to hurt people <laughs> yeah i amended well, my statement we don't hurt yeah hurt people yeah but like like for me it's not even like oh you have to do something bad it's just like so i have a coworker who is a not even just a strong believer in the supernatural, but claims to herself have some level of psychic ability okay. or connection with the dead or something. Is she um, is it actually connection with spirits or is she like, I'm an empath? No, she's saying like she sometimes sees dead people is oh, essentially okay. what it is. I just want to um, say I never... that, that this person was not making fun of people who say they're empaths i was just trying to understand what kind of psychic we were talking about no 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 no. like i i know like some people i mean i'm empathetic does that count <laughs> but no like she has told me like experiences and things that she's seen that other people don't see it's hard to say because obviously again going back to the hallmarks of pseudoscience it's not a testable claim Right. Because she's not saying like, oh, her psychic abilities are so strong that she can communicate directly with the dead and understand exactly what they're saying. And they yeah. can see into the past, that kind of thing. Right. She's like just or saying like, you know, sometimes where they take over her yeah, body. Like she's, yeah. Like she's just saying like, oh, sometimes like I see shadows mm-hmm. and like no one else sees those shadows. And um, like I am OK with her telling me that because even though I don't believe it, like, the way that she's saying it is, like, I have seen this. Like, this is my actual experience, and, you know, this is what I know about it. So that's fine. Like, 
people might find it a little eye-rolling because it's like, <laughs> well, like, that's dumb. Like, you see dead people, ha, ha, ha. But, like, you know, she never, she, like, the way she says it, it's like, no, it's because I've seen it. But other people will still believe in stuff that they have never experienced or seen, and it's so vague, right? Like, if you say, like, I see shadowy figures and I see them moving, and the way that she's saying it, it's not, like, you know, a quick glimpse or, like, some weird, you know, like, your typical explanations. Like, when we were talking about how, like, we see our hair move out of the corner of our eye, and we're like, shit, what was that? And it's like, it's my hair. Well, I actually have something that I I think is scientific, but also what I think could be a lot of people who see things, or at least scientific explanations, which I... Let's see if it's the same one. (laughs) When talking about the fun side, which I I find all this fun, I watch Ghost Adventures and all the other ghost (laughs) shows. I hate, well, Ghost Adventures is my least favorite because... Well, it's my least favorite, and the reason why I watch it at the same time, so I watch it in small doses, <laughs> if that makes sense. So I watch it to listen to how absolutely ridiculous that man is, who always has to be like, look at my muscles, and also, I'm possessed it's almost now, like hate everywhere watching. I go. Yes, he's possessed every time with all this aggressiveness. I'm like, shut up, but also, <laughs> do it again. So... <laughs> generally that's how i feel about men but i mean what i mean same but less of the sex part <laughs> like do it again over there <laughs> depends on what we're talking about them doing but still for me do it over there <laughs> but anyway like, never mind if you're a guy i love you whatever oh i shouldn't even, well not even female People who have been marked by Instagram are female identifying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. You're so, talking about that guy. Ghost why Hunters. people see ghosts. Yes. So I actually watched Ghost Hunters. I don't even know if that show still runs, but that was like my first foray into ghost hunting yeah. as a teenager. But Let me see if it's still running. I'm just going to Google it really quick. Ghosts. <laughs> I will say that I have actually, at least from my memory, a lot of respect for them because they both have had personal experiences. I mean, they're, they're still they're going. Oh, awesome. I need to go find where I can watch that. But I have a lot of respect for how they investigate because from what I've seen of their show, they always present evidence to the person. They don't make stuff up. They actually try to debunk several Mm -hmm. things that could cause these and one of the really interesting things that i think for both people who are scientifically minded and who believe in some sort of spiritual world is a we know that there are sounds and vibrations and electrical pressure or i guess yes that was one of the ones i had yeah and so very much so matters and it it's infrasound which is noises that are below 20 hertz so the human hearing range is usually 20 hertz to 20,000 hertz so for people who I think this is maybe common knowledge but again I have my filters are off so hertz is it's frequency right so it's the pitch of sound yeah so below 20 hertz means a really low pitch sound so we can't like consciously hear it other animals could and in fact many animals communicate using sounds at those uh, frequencies so like 
I think I think hippos were one of them, and elephants maybe. So allegedly, and animals in do. A... Uh, dogs dogs definitely do, and that's why a lot of people say that dogs have symptoms of ghosts, but they do actually react. A lot of animals do. If you yeah, I maybe it's because I lived in Arkansas. It's, it's a lot of not urban area. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how else to say that, but it's a lot elephant of suburbia. <laughs> I it's. Kind of. Oh, we've whatever. been having a coyote problem. We've well, been we having a coyote been... problem in our neighborhood. Um, so my aunt's like, there was enough food. We had mountain lions. Yeah. Well, coyotes are already pretty like weird for us because it is such a suburban area. But there's mm. actually an empty, somewhat wooded area. A little bit like it's basically the next intersection north. There's like a wooded area and. We're saying, like, it's probably just because, like, it's a wooded area and they're starting to develop near it. So it's disturbing the habitats. And that's why the coyotes are, like, moving around more. Yeah. And making themselves more noticeable. But, yeah, now my aunt's like, you're not walking the dog at night. I'm like, no one has ever <laughs> walked the dog at night. I don't, I don't understand why. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's the same reason. We had bears that would come in too far in sometimes. and. That kind of stuff happened, but did I not tell you about the moose that was on the <sighs> loose near the highway? I think you did. I think you did. Yes, but yeah. So moose. we know that there are a lot of pressure and noises that we can't perceive that animals can. Oh, I was gonna say, living in a place that is actually a national park, so there is there are limits as to where you can develop houses and things like that. So a lot mm, of they, okay, a lot of the town is preserved. So okay. it, you'll have like a tiny, tiny hub of semi-developed urbanness <laughs> and then two feet away, dense, untended forest. So in that, in that environment, especially because I lived in Tornado Alley, there is something that I'm quite used to. You know when a really, really bad storm is coming. Not just hmm. from the feeling in the air. I can smell a storm, which is... I get a migraine. Yeah, but some people that's do hard, that. That's a hard gate for me because I always have migraines. So, like, <laughs> I can never tell if one is just because or it's because of the change in pressure. Well, some people who have metal on their bodies, like me, can experience a lot of pain and aching around that. But the weirdest Yeah, thing, arthritis can yeah. be an extra pain. The thing you always have to watch out for, though, is... If the air is green or yellow, which, by the way, is a very freaky situation to be in. I have been in a situation where everything is yellow or green outside. Fine. It's Tornadoes are terrifying. <laughs> but you know something really, really bad is going to happen when you hear absolutely no wildlife. No birds, no squirrels, nothing. It's completely silent. That's when because because they've already they've already noped the fuck away yes noped yes. the fuck away yes that's if you're outside yeah. and you're in those conditions like if you go to the lake swim in the lake and frequently there would be all of these like flowers they would come it's raining nobody gave a shit mm -hmm. usually it rained <clears throat> it usually rained for five minutes and it was gone yeah but if we were swimming and we saw storm clouds which again isn't concerning but then all the wildlife went quiet he's like fuck this yeah we would be out we're out i have yeah. 
swam in a lake until lightning started before. Like, that's how reluctant people are to get out of the lakes when they're swimming. But no one, no one fucks around when the animal life goes quiet. But those things are very real scientific yeah observed effects and i know when people they come to the house they get a really uneasy feeling you can get that that's a real thing do we know why maybe so in apparently there was a 2003 study which i couldn't find an actual real source for it was just cited in another search from quickanddirtytips.com why quickanddirtytips.com decided to report on ghosts i have no idea but in 22% of concert goers exposed to sounds at 17 hertz reported feeling uneasy or sad, getting chills, or feeling extremely fearful. Mm. So, like, the thing with a lot of... Oh, also other, other causes for low frequencies can be earthquakes, lightning, as you said, volcanic activity, and also, like I said, be- communication between certain animals certain engines and even wind turbines can cause that really low hum that we can't actually hear but we definitely feel yeah um so like it the common explanation is like a lot of these so-called haunted places are old right yeah which like obviously you know the more history the more death so (laughs) duh but like a lot of them also just have really old wiring. Yeah, and... that was one of the things that I remember seeing on an episode that yeah, copper wa- copper tubing that used to be used not now because people steal it, valuable whatever, <laughs> copper piping that's it. In houses, in older houses is still there that has been gutted or by the owner or people trying to salvage it for whatever. Mm-hmm. Those are very loud they travel they conduct sound extremely well and so you could have all these knocks and whatever but to me if someone walks into a place and they say they feel something bad I honestly I don't know if I feel I think we already talked about it I'm like one step further than you (laughs) on one side I'm not really inclined to I don't feel the need to exactly find the cause although i do like a good mystery but i yeah on a cursory level accept it because if there is that frequency or energy or hertz problem you can have very serious psychological side effects on people who already mm-hmm. have some kind of mental health problems so you're telling me this Not man even... went crazy and killed his family and now it's haunted bad uh. energy i'll believe you Maybe not because of what you said, like what happened there, but something he already had a mental health issue. The house yeah. where it is is on. Well, even you know. like, like it's not exactly crazy for people to have a bad feeling, right? Like yeah. your instincts are weird and almost supernatural, and they don't even have to be like super instincts, right? Like you can definitely get yeah. a feel of someone, and whether it's through previous experiences or just little cues that you're not consciously picking up like it could be that or it could be something totally weird and inexplicable but like 
you've definitely had people where you're like, I have a bad feeling about this, but there's no other reason. Like, it's not like someone who looks outwardly creepy or, you know, they're not giving any explicit signals that something's off. But you still have that feeling, and like, yeah, you can giving, still have. We that all have in survival house. instincts. Yeah, mm-hmm. some people are stronger and, than others, but. <laughs> and also, like when you go into a house that you are told is haunted, and it's old and it's creepy looking, the power suggestion was another one of those points on yeah. quick and dirty tips. And like, mass and I just hysteria. Put, yeah, like if you, my story was when I was uh, maybe eight or nine. It was my friend's birthday, so it was a bunch of kids, similar age, gathered, and I was really into ghost stories. My favorite thing in my childhood was one of my friends, she's actually my real estate agent right now, but she's like five years older than me, right? So she was like the cool friend, because she's older than all of us, so she knew all the creepiest ghost stories. I mean, they weren't that creepy when you really think about it, but you know, as a little kid. And she would tell them at, like, my parties, my birthday party and stuff, like, over a couple years. And I just loved it. So at my friend's party, I was like, let's do Bloody Mary. So. Um, can I just say, because you brought up Bloody Mary, that yeah. there was some really mean girl that were bullying me in third grade and locked me in the bathroom and turned the light oh. off and screamed Bloody Mary. And uh, while I'm sure that Bloody Mary would may not be a real thing there's a lot a lot a lot of folklore around mirrors and i in yes. fact am terrified of mirrors so i just i was i watched i think it was a korean horror movie about mir- mirrors and also after like learning about bloody mary when i was a kid like i couldn't look into a mirror yeah. for months i think um <laughs> i still find myself like but really carefully looking in mirrors sometimes especially if i go to the bathroom at night or something oh yeah but like at this this was the point when i'd gotten over my fear of mirrors so it was maybe 10 of us 10 children piled into a tiny bathroom this was like in a tiny apartment back in the jane and finch area which is like the not so nice like very not so nice area so like there was like it was standing room only I don't think Bloody Mary had space to come in. (laughs) But we all did it. And like, of course, nothing happened. But just the power of suggestion, like a bunch of gullible kids in a dark bathroom. Like, we all felt freaked out. We all felt uneasy. But like, nothing happened. (laughs) So. Yeah, and even. Yeah, yeah, the power of suggestion is really, really big uh, it's really big uh, it's the most effective it's the most important yeah. power <laughs> we know that uh, we've observed how significant or how um, effective i guess or sh- just strong yeah. how strong the power of suggestion is how strong mass hysteria is i mean mm-hmm. everyone's favorite thing this time of year the salem woods trials i say everyone but i mean yeah this particular area of the world, Salem Witch Trials. I have a friend who lives in Salem, and every Halloween, everyone goes to Salem. It's like this huge... <laughs> of course. It's, it's a huge tourist thing, even though Salem City is not Salem Town, where the things happened. But whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, the residents there, they embrace it. They all have a lot of, like, 
witchy well, it was like um... kind of like Portland on the East Coast. So oh, <laughs> which it's I have never been to Portland. I just know it has a reputation of being really yeah liberal and crazy type Hipster. people, but also racist hipsters. <laughs> Hipsters, hipsters, hippies, yeah. and racists. So it's like white feminists. <laughs> oh no. Um, I went there, but also I was watching this video on like it was just a video essay on this was on YouTube, but it was on the Blair Witch Project because you know like how Ooh. it was originally marketed as a true story, yeah. right? And it was like because it was the f- one of the first, if not the first found yeah, I think it was film. the first and it scared the shit out of people. Yeah, because people were like this was real because it had like all the reason I didn't enjoy it was because it had so many lulls, but that made it feel more real, right? Because like things don't always go from 1 to 100 that fast like it does in movies. Like things so it felt real and people would go to the town where the forest supposedly was and like con- like they would have their own little investigations and like even though people were saying like no this this isn't a thing like it's not real like they were just that little push you know it's a slippery slope right like you just need that little nudge of suggestion and it's just straight down that slope yeah yeah so that is probably the biggest factor but other factors that i found also like mold i think that's a very yeah mold um, is oh god i don't think people realize how dangerous mold is and how easy it is for it to you know take root in your home so like mold is a type of fungus well there's many types of molds right some of them will just give you a stomach ache and some of them can result in like dementia or just increase like neurological symptoms yeah like, if you um, wash your comforters, which, by the way, you should wash your comforters and your mm-hmm. bed stuff, like, and you don't wash it all the way or, like, dry it all the way or yeah. you have clothes that you put too many in the dryer or you don't hang dry, whatever stuff you have available, you don't let it dry entirely, you are putting something in your body that has a very high chance of having mildew or some kind of bacteria, growth, fungi yeah. on it that can what- hurt you. What people don't understand about mold is spores, right? Like fungi have spores. So like just because, you know, the mold is over there in that corner and you're like, I don't sleep. Yeah, it's like you're still breathing in something. And what spores are is a dormant form of that fungus. Like it's it's a very strong outer shell that protects the actual organism inside basically kind of like a yeast so like it you're still breathing in the fungus you just don't know it because it's microscopic which sounds like very sci-fi but no that's a real thing that's the science that the science fiction was based off of people also tried to use mold as an explanation for the haunting of hill house which i was like that just cheapens it because it was such a good ghost story yeah, because, you know, there no. was, like, the black mold, right? I mean, spoilers. It's, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I think, okay. Yeah, okay. but then I'm like, I yeah, but that, that really cheapens it. I didn't even think of that because I took the mold, I think, as it was supposed to be intended. The mold yeah. is a symptom of the sickness, not what caused yeah. It's a symbolization. Also, I thought, like, it was also meant to associate with a dead body that was in the wall. Because that's where, like, they f- they were going to 
tear up that wall because of the mold and then they found the body mm-hmm. in there. I guess so, it makes sense because mold is whether by association or really I think because of the nature of what mold is and how it grows, it's kind of <laughs> like a dirty little secret that can really can, fuck you up. Yeah, it can blow up or get worse really fast. It's I accelerate Yeah. Whatever. But just but just saying they were all having hallucinations just really cheapened the story, so I didn't yeah. I didn't like it. But that is one of those things. Yeah. Mm-mm. Apparently, carbon monoxide can also cause hallucinations. For sure, um, yes. Specifically, auditory hallucinations. So, I I can't remember if we explained it on the podcast, but in case anyone's wondering, what carbon monoxide poisoning is, is suffocation. Yeah, because lack of oxygen or like, the, less oxygen. The oxygen that you breathe is in its molecular form O2. So it's two oxygen together. Carbon monoxide is carbon and one oxygen, not the same as carbon dioxide, which is carbon and two oxygens. But carbon monoxide has a very similar structure to O2. So it binds to your red blood cells in place of oxygen. So what red blood cells do is they carry oxygen to different parts of your body where it, you know, powers your cells. And because it's carrying, like, because it's carrying a carbon monoxide molecule instead of oxygen, you're not actually getting any oxygen. So yeah. it's basically, like, just low, like, if it's a low-level carbon monoxide poisoning, like, you're not completely suffocated and you're not dead, it's kind of like having, like, a, it's almost, not quite a, a stroke, but... That's basically kind of what it is. It causes those hallucinations because you're not getting enough oxygen. So, I will say, though, I feel the need because Florida scares me. <laughs> this is a video. Everyone picks me Florida. I'm kind of sorry, but, like, if you weren't safe, it wouldn't exist. But <laughs> you cannot get oxygen deprivation from a mask. I'm just saying. You from, know from you a cannot. proper medical mask. I don't know if you want to make your mask out of latex. If you're into that, I that's don't another that's it. another territory. Another science, <laughs> behavioral science for another day. But a regular mask made out of cloth, not latex, will not, not gonna cause actual oxygen. health. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're interfering with God's natural. apparently asia said fuck you to god a long time ago okay that's side note guys listen i no one will shut up about coronavirus and that's because people won't stop being crazy during the time of coronavirus we'll stop talking about it when idiots stop walking out without masks and getting people sick i mean i technically won't stop talking about it because now i'm actually testing it like i'm actually running the test (laughs) So it, I it's won't because like, I like to live. It is the like it is literally my entire job now. I have gone from a mix of things to just COVID testing. So that is that is literally my life. And if you are an idiot, I will punch you. Moving on. <laughs> so carbon monoxide can cause not just the hallucinations, but also like symptoms that feel like fear like a feeling of pressure on your chest because again you're not you're suffocating so you're not getting enough Mm. oxygen 
And then also a quote-unquote unexplained feeling of dread, which probably has to do with, again, the shortage of oxygen. (laughs) Well, we know that our brain, well, I keep saying we know this through science. Like, I am science itself. Like, we are the personification of science. So if that's getting on your nerves, sorry, but we know <laughs> that the brain is, is dumb. one, insane, <laughs> two, also dumb, somehow <laughs> the most fascinating, complex system, but equally dumb. ridiculous <laughs> lizard brain. Yeah. And sorry, lizards. But we do know <laughs> that your brain has such a strong survival instinct that one if you try to kill yourself like if you try to hang yourself but you're not like dang that that's gruesome got gruesome real fast you can't strangle yourself because you let go when you pass out and you live but also uh when you can but oh this is something interesting that my teacher one of my psychology professors talking about like you can bite through your finger oh yeah if you want to you, you can just bite won't. through your finger you just won't. Your brain don't let you do it. Your brain sends you all kinds of signals. It's impossible. I like that finger. You can't do it. That's no, why zombies can bite much. through flesh. Because they don't, <laughs> yes. that, that part of their brain has been deactivated or I guess Zombies. Dead. Well, we know it has that. And I guess you can kind of make an argument for that being an adaptive evolutionary trait or understanding whatever i don't really feel like doing that because zombies but we also know that when you're going to die uh, i know this made me think of it because you were talking about carbon monoxide and how it gives you that Mm -hmm. deep sense of dread drowning victims hypothermia things like that your body or your brain when it understands the peace when it He's like, well, shit, we're dying. Well, floods you with all these nice chemicals to make it. It's also, it's also like, well, fear is a survival response, right? Yeah. So feeling of dread or feeling of, like, you know, knowing something bad is happening, is your body's way of telling you, can we do something about this, please? (laughs) I don't think I thought it, but I brought up the like, at the end of life happy chemical cocktail Mm -hmm. what i meant was by bringing that up is that we know that the brain does that at end of life but if the if the brain can do that at the end and the brain can do crazy survival things is where i was going with my point yeah kind of came out weird because oh god what is that what is that video game so the last explanation I have for ghosts is just the fact that we like being afraid. Like there's yes. two different types of stress, right? There's distress, which is the bad stress. And then Cortisol. there's stress, which is like, you know, when you Cortisol like watching light. a horror movie. <laughs> what? I said cortisol when you said the bad kind of stuff. And then you said the good kind of stuff of stress and i said cortisol light (laughs) (laughs) no extra caffeinated cortisol um (laughs) sorry i already know that because i have to take adaptogens because my body is cortisol but fun i said i wouldn't tangent but you're talking about my favorite thing in the world and i am addicted to okay sorry (laughs) well yeah so that's what it is is like we like horror movies we like it being creepy 
we yes. like we go to like you know those haunted mazes and whatever we people like roller coasters because it's yes. like that little dose of stress that's like you know your actual stress response so your sympathetic nervous system is going off mm-hmm. but you're not in any real danger but so, you also get the actual rush which is the yeah. endorphins and like things that cheer you up which is why people like me who watch horror movies a lot or watch violent things i don't really like violence and gore but i like creeping foreign films or thrillers but people like me who have very high stress lives actually find that kind of stress cathartic because you get those one it's a perceived threat and not an actual threat Mm -hmm. like your anxiety or OCD, which could be argued is also but whatever but it gives you all those nice things too so your life is in danger you can watch other people's lives be in danger maybe <laughs> laugh a bit about the and they're writing. not even in real danger yeah they're not really dying i don't watch things that are about real life fine yeah. or yeah. it's so far removed from the original story that you don't get as like emotionally tied but yeah it's definitely it's i love that you brought it up like especially tied to for me roller coasters my brother is a really big they call would call him a daredevil. Okay. And people miss the out of the journal adrenaline junkie because mine is more quiet than my brother's. But only because my brother wanted to jump off everything in real life and I just wanted to bungee Which jump and jump out of a plane. Technically like a real threat, but also like going back to ghosts and stuff. Like or- anyway. Um, yeah so like the point is like we want to be afraid we want it to happen so obviously going back to the power of suggestion we're more likely to just take something as supernatural because we already want it to be that way I mean we talked about confirmation bias right yeah like like yes there are all these other plausible more plausible explanations but we want it to be the dead person I think you and I are, I just want to say in the spirit of Halloween, a curse that is my favorite thing in the world. We talked about ghost husbands. Did you just whisper my name? My ghost husband. Did you whisper my name? No. Oh, I think you moved. It was was the ghost husband. Cool. We caught a ghost on record. Anyway, there is this thing that cracks me up so much and if you are from china or hong kong i think i don't know if they do outside that but you will know what i'm talking about or you might have heard about it but there is something that is the best thing in the world it is (laughs) cursing enemies or bad luck by going to an auntie who will light some incense and pound a paper effigy of the <laughs> that is the best with the shoe and this is my favorite supernatural superstitious thing ever they're called devil beaters i guess is the best way to translate it into english but it's i've never seen any men do it i've only seen aunties with their yep. shoes just like hit the shit out of paper effigies with like your boyfriend's head like name on the head of the person or like you can do sickness or bad luck or like money problems and it's supposed to like curse things that are against you it's not so my understanding of it is a little different it's not so much cursing it's 
like it's in Cantonese it's da siuyan. Siuyan means like mm. little person, but it doesn't actually mean little person as it does in English. It's like <laughs> like That's the negativity person. basically. Ah. So you can in a way direct it, but like it's it's so much it's more like get rid of this negativity around me. Oh, okay. So it might be a translation error, I guess, for my understanding. But that energy hits with an auntie or their shoe. So I yeah. that's in the spirit of superstitions and hauntings. I just wanted to mention it because it is as amusing to me as ghost marriages. So <laughs> I mean there's there's a lot of like there's you know the day when the gates of the underworld are supposed to open yeah so yeah yeah after a certain hour of the day you're not supposed to be going out because you could accidentally you know run into some ghosties who maybe want to linger in the world of the living through using your body <laughs> or um, end up in the spirit world yourself yeah that kind of thing so those are fun but i just want to do that it's fun it's my that i love that kind of stuff it's yeah, cathartic. I just I will pay an auntie to hit something for me. Why yeah. would I pay someone to hit something for me when I can hit them myself? That's like true. I will I will punch a ghost. <laughs> oh, I'm actually an auntie because I'm not an only child. Oh, Attack me, shall we? I'll be from the peripherals. I can hit things for you. I'm an auntie. But what if I just want to hit them myself? Okay, well, I'll do I'm... extra hitting, okay? Okay, you can use the shoe. I'll just punch the ghost. Good. Great. Okay. Except for um, your ghost husband. I kind of like him. Not today. Not today, because he's being a little shit and he's sleeping on the couch tonight. Um, <laughs> so I started looking into the science of ghost hunting. Oh, God, because yes. we also, you know, this ties back to the whole expert witness kind of theme. <laughs> of like just because people use scientific jargon doesn't make them scientific so just because yeah, ghost readers. hunters just because ghost hunters use yeah like sciencey things doesn't actually make <laughs> it scientific because i tried to understand so emf readers electromagnetic field readers like m people who have ever heard of ghost hunting have probably heard about it what they're originally for is for like plumbers and electricians to be able to find like basically bad signals right yeah, like it's the equivalent of a stud finder yes but for electromagnetic fields so these fields are the result of an electric field that's produced by a charged object and also yeah. a magnetic field which is created when that object moves so i don't know if anyone's ever like had that science project or heard of that like forever flashlight we we had one where like you just shake it and the magnetic coil in it basically powers your flashlight for a little bit. Oh, I didn't think um, we did that, but I thought you were going to talk about the potato. <laughs> I think that's just more conductivity. Um, or oh. no, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's more to do with the ions and anyway, but that's basically what EMF is. So these fields are created using an alt alternative or alternating current and a direct current mm. so if you've ever heard of a little band known as acdc that is what it's oh, from i was thinking of a car <laughs> car well, batteries like, but that's what that's literally what acdc is <laughs> it's just electricity 
Um, I think it's enough. basically yeah. like all all power, like all electronically powered things or all batteries. They have something similar to that. Um, you know why people think it works, right? Did they say? Mm-hmm. There's conflicting stories. Mm. Um, so apparently the only connection, or it's really more of a correlation than a causation. It's just that in places that are mm. known to be haunted, there are weird EMF readings. But again, we talked about how these places tend to be old. And mm. have weird ass like stuff going on, and like a lot of things can cause EMF spikes, including what originally this was used for is you know like electric signals, microwaves, electronics, other appliances, power lines, all of that can cause the electromagnetic field to to like spike or fluctuate. So if you can't completely eliminate those as sources you can't say oh emf weirdness therefore ghost also a yeah. lot of emf readers are single axis so you actually have to move it oh. around in a certain way to get an accurate reading but like it relies on you what there is a three axis one but those tend to be more expensive but like either way it's still like it doesn't it doesn't really I didn't know that yeah it, it's like it's very a disappointment <laughs> I didn't know that you had to move it like that. Is it like dowsing rods where like you move even minutely and it'll move? I don't know if it's that, but like I'm not exactly sure how the axis works, but it has to do with the polarization of the field. So just because it reads it like this one way, if you do it another way, it could I don't exactly know. I'm I'm a biologist, not a physicist, okay? <laughs> I keep I expect you to that. be the expert witness in this. Well, expert witnesses only testify on their actual field of expertise. Okay, but you're testifying so. on the on science, so I get to ask that's you <laughs> any question. So that's that's what this is. Didn't you know? You signed up to be the authority on science. I am just. So. I am the ex. I my entire my <laughs> field of expertise is all the fields. Yes, that's what I signed up for. That was my understanding. It's in the contract, in the fine print, on page three. Well, okay, I told you that EMF readers have to be moved in multiple ways, so that's that should be more than enough. People don't know that. Okay, but can you tell me if ley lines are real? Because I really want to know, and I, for some reason, have never Googled it. Do ley lines exist? I don't think you're going to get a very good answer by doing that. But anyway, moving on. No, I'm asking you. Oh, Let's just say yes. <laughs> Let's just go with yes. Okay. Cool. What do ley lines actually do? Who the fuck knows? Don't also, do the app. also in Final Fantasy fourteen, they like help the black mages, but like I oh, really? couldn't get into black mage because it requires a lot of standing around, and I like to move my characters. Also, move them out of attacks. <laughs> I can't strategically place oh my, my ley lines down. Like, yes, they're called like... ley lines, but they're not actually the ley lines that we know. It's more oh. like a weird sigil. But like you have you want to stand there cuz it boosts your attacks essentially, but like you can't anyway, we're moving on. I meant that <laughs> to be a quick question, I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, another <laughs> common ghost hunting, it's not really a tool. 
EVP, electronic voice phenomena. Oh my god. Tool is obviously voice recorders. Um, I love people listening to that and finding words. But Shelly, I never hear it. (laughs) Me neither. Me neither. And also... Okay, I've heard it a couple times. Like, what? But, like, I've seen people who go ghost hunting in non-English-speaking countries and hear an English ghost. Also, my note on my on Google Docs is not sure why a 16th century ghost would know how to use a 20th century voice recorder to communicate, but okay. I guess we're supposed to assume. So I, what I heard about the EMF thing, which is what I thought you would say. Sorry, EVP. I thought you were going to say about it was that at least the way it was described to me, ghosts have like electrical energy because that we is have one. electricity in our consciousness, and we don't know what consciousness is. So people think that when we die, that energy. Or, yeah, it's more just away. energy, like a type of yeah. energy. Heard... So people think that ghosts are that energy because energy can't be. Yeah, I've like I've heard of the explanation more of like that simply like some instruments are just more sensitive to to sounds, right? Like, like I. Mm sometimes have my mini fridge going and like you can definitely hear it very loudly on the microphone but sitting here it's not actually that loud so some of it is that and then some of it is like oh certain entities including like people like humans with psychic abilities and also spirits can flex their energy i guess yeah like that what i've heard everyone describe which is like super cursory everyone's parroting the same thing that I don't know where it came from Mm -hmm. but that somehow because consciousness or ghosts are this energy this electricity they can use the object so like I guess they wouldn't know how to use a radio but if they hear a word or they find a way because they're freed from their boundaries so obviously they can do things we don't understand which you can justify just about anything with that explanation So that's what I've heard, which I find interesting, which is why I like listening to the sound is not great. The thing, Emma finds it super irritating. The spirit box? Oh, is that not the EVP? No, so EVP is just taking a voice recorder and asking questions and listening to see if there's a ghostly response that you catch in the recording. Sorry, I've been talking about the wrong thing, but no. I have heard sometimes. sometimes so the spirit I've heard box the noise. is like it's basically like a sound randomizer. What it sounds like is if you flip through radio stations really, really, really fast, it's just a bunch of random voices saying random syllables, and the idea is that a ghost will make it stop on certain ones, so it sounds like they're putting together a sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, or so, one word like someone said I really believe it if it if we picked up a good was electronic vocal phenomenon or something <laughs> they whatever Zach Baggins uses auditory phenomenon he knows that it's real when a word is stretched between multiple signals so, so it's like going fuck <laughs> I guess, but like it goes through six radio things. So if you hear fuck across four radio, like in the time it's 
between four signals, then yeah. that's supposed to be a goat because if Emma just came in. I know. I can hear her. <laughs> I can my hear her. <laughs> my girl, get out of my house. <laughs> spirit boxes or whatever but <laughs> like if, if you hear a word that's just on one channel it's just supposed to be oh you picked up one word or a portion of a word from a radio station but if you yeah. hear one word over multiple stations then that's the ghost and i think we're just supposed to assume that because electrical beings if we yeah say they're electrical beings can manipulate electricity without the understanding of modern technology right? or english right like I watched a Korean ghost hunter, understood about three words out of every ten, but it was really funny because people would be like, oh, I, he, he wouldn't he wouldn't translate the sounds he heard. He's like, leave a comment below if you hear anything, and he'll just leave it running, and <laughs> yeah. people in the comments will be like, oh, I heard this. I'm like, that is not Korean. He's in <laughs> South Korea. He is speaking Korean to this hypothetical ghost. You heard English back? Yeah, yeah, that's, so that is part of, it's the same explanation with EVPs, why people hear this. So there's pareidola, which is the phenomena of interpreting random sounds as voices in one's own language. Is it like faces? Oh, is it specific no, to your so language? No, faces, so faces is connected to apophenia which is spontaneous mm. finding of connections or meanings or patterns, I think, in things that are random or oh. unconnected. So it's, it's just, beliefs. yeah, it's just, or like even just like that ink blot thing, you know, like it, it's not actually oh, yeah, how yeah. it works, but how people think it works is like, oh, I see a skull in this ink blot because, because it vaguely resembles something and your <laughs> mind wants things to make sense. Yeah. Right. Like if I mean, I, it works, just not the way some people think it works. Yeah. Also, the other thing about EVPs is a lot of the times the, the so-called ghostly voices that you might hear are the result of artifacts from over-enhancing or over-boosting your sound, which oh, I'm sure yeah. you and I have experienced. Yes. Where it's like just a buzz, and then because you've amplified the sound, then it sounds like a garbled voice. But really, it's the just... computer programs... I, like they're, they're programmed by people to pick up perhaps like things that you say that are quieter or noise in the background. Yeah, and so they do. Like you're, to an extent, your recording program at least is searching for a, a discernible pattern. Yeah, well, like words. even like like I use Adobe Audition, and it even has presets to like enhance voices. It doesn't always do a great job, mm. um, but like. It picks out because you're, the human voice, again, is within these certain frequencies, right? So it finds noises that are in those frequencies with a certain pattern and then enhances it. But human voices aren't the only things that have those patterns. So it could definitely be that, like, especially, you know, when, when you're not bringing it to a real audio engineer and you're just, you know, hitting amplify on audacity or whatever. <laughs> Um, oh, that could be really interesting. Yeah. So it doesn't. Well, your necessarily... transcription service would be fun. <laughs> it's read some very <gasps> weird things. Oh my God. I just got an idea. Okay. So you know how sometimes when. So you have a dog and I have a cat. 
sometimes when they meow and the intonation for some reason makes you feel like they said a word oh for some reason have you heard my dog talk yes yeah that does not sound like for some reason it sounds like she's actually (laughs) no it sounds like she's trying to imitate the sounds we make like she will even in volume if you if you get her going and you go quieter she will ooh quieter but if you start going up she'll go up with you and she'll sometimes match even like the number of syllables but sometimes she just continues on because she's a husky and that's what she does <laughs> um I mean, valkyrie and i will have meowing conversations oh in yeah which the, she knows tone too because like anyone who owns a, a pet knows that your pet knows when they're in trouble they know yep. the tone in your voice yep like a dog my favorite thing about dogs that might get me killed don't fixate Peter on me is that you can be like oh you stupid little dog oh you're so stupid oh I do that all the time I call my dog dum-dum I call her well I call her (laughs) Satan in Chinese which means basically dumbass and she'll come running all happy because I'm like Satan where are you and she's like she's like I'm being called I'm gonna get pet it's me love yeah he's like that too yeah but anyway, but I would, yeah, I was. If we should, we should get sound clips and then run it through your transcription service and see what. Ooh, maybe they were people in their past life. Next time, tell us messages. Sure. Also, I, I mean, the transcription software doesn't. If something is too weird, it won't actually translate it. Um, God damn it! Because it can't find a match. <laughs> Basically, what's the fun? What is the fun in the I mean, accuracy of this program? <laughs> I, well, I could pay extra for a live translator, but I don't think that's going to work <laughs> with a dog. My final section is I fucking cannot. So let us. Oh yeah. Because actually, what we've been talking about is very relevant to this, and I didn't expect it to okay. be. Okay. This was on. A article, I can't remember where, I had it open somewhere, but it was like this interview with amateur ghost hunters. And it was kind of an admission like ghost hunting itself is actually very boring because you're scrubbing through a gazillion hours of footage and sound to find maybe something. Eight Um, hours of investigation, every noise. Yeah. So I think they were in some supposedly haunted plantation ghost hunting of course oh god uh-uh. uh, so this is the quote the team doesn't encounter anything threatening but it believes or, but they believe it found one of one ghost in the plantation's old slave quarters except it's a cat's wow. ghost which sort of complicates what? things a cat's a cat's ghost the ghost of a cat Oh, a cat. Oh, okay. Yes. We're going weird places. Um, My emotions are going, like, you're giving me some whiplash. First, I was angry. I hate ghost hunting on plantations. Yeah. Then you said a weird ghost in the street quarters, and I was prepared to be angry. And And now I'm just amused and confused at the same time? Yep. A team member asks, can you purr for us? Are you afraid of dogs? (laughs) Oh, no. The EMF. The EMF meter reaches a peak with the question about dogs. For them, this evidence paired with some curious pictures from around the house prove it is haunted. No. 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 Mm-hmm. You just read an Onion article to me. No. You ha- No. Are you serious? I am. 
I don't think I have okay. the article open anymore, so I don't remember where it was. Um, Articles I've... like that are a quick way to get me on your side real fucking fast. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I think the article was reporting objectively, just mm. the people they were reporting on, their behavior is what gets me. I think I'm going to go swing back emotionally to anger. <laughs> like you went to a plantation and you thought that this is respectful and you found it in the slave quarters. And so you thought that this was an acceptable thing to do in a place where people were touched as less than animals. I hate them. It's fine. I mean, to be also, fair. Also, please don't have weddings on plantations. Yeah. But to be fair, like. No. Ghost hunters do just tend to go to places where horrible things happen because that's true. I just get really tilted about that. Yeah, for obvious I mean, reasons. like, like people go to like you know prisons that and old mental asylums where people were also tortured and treated as less than humans yeah. because it makes for a more interesting story. Right? That's true. Like the more tragic. I also get mad about cemeteries though. Like if you're walking on graves, that's. I we have this whole superstition about walking on graves that we're like it just it's been instilled in me when we visit my grandma's grave like we complain about how there's no good path it's one of those like I don't really believe in it but also like I don't <gasps> I haven't ruled it out you know but, like they're those things that you're told as a kid like that pop back in your head yeah. like oh you're walking and you see the sidewalk and all of a sudden your brain pops out don't sit on the grass. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> like, didn't know, grow up with that, real. but yeah. Yeah. And it's also like, like, it's it, just in case, you know? Just in case. Yeah. Why take yeah. that chance? And no Bloody Mary. No Bloody Mary, because why take that chance? Unless Instead you're. Bloody Mary. Unless you're 10 kids shoved into a tiny, 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 tiny bathroom during which <laughs> Bloody Mary is like, fuck that shit. <laughs> Oh my god. Don't lock little mixed children into a bathroom and scream Bloody Mary because they'll be they'll like, not cursed, what's the word I want? Scarred for life. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's that's not fun either. But, um, no, and it doesn't help that every horror movie mirrors are brought up, and I'm part Irish, and Irish people cover mirrors when someone dies so that the spirit of the person oh, dies yeah, gets absorbed into the mirror. Yeah. Yes. So, like, being mixed in this case is really not helpful because I get all the superstitions, the black people saying nope out there, the tiniest thing, the Irish people being superstitious about mirrors. I'm just fucked on all sides. Just, but I feel like that's true of all cultures. Everyone's scared of everything. Yeah, everyone's scared of everything. Everything that is like new and weird like gets a bad rep and then it just goes on from there. That's how ghost stories start. Well, I lied. What? Sorry, I was going to say, I lied about leaving you my last input into this, being or contribution being the shoe curse hitting thing. My last contribution amended is everyone needs to go look at the penis park in Jeju, Korea, because the, <laughs> the story, the origin of the penis effigies, I mean, I you call them effigies it's beautiful the sculptures are beautiful it's wonderful but it was built because of a story and the origin of like 
how people thought virgin ghosts could be appeased as in <laughs> like real real brief i'm not even joking so there's a guy who had his wife or whatever or someone that loved him and he left on a rock go fishing and he's like working so you should just stay here on this rock on the shore and i'll come back for you came back for her she had drowned and from that day on no one could catch fish in that area until there was a really and probably whatever you don't have bathrooms go in random places he peed on the rock and then he could catch fish so that's kind of so she just wanted the d yes because she had seen the d her virgin self was like yes pleasure (laughs) said no woman ever like dicks get your dick pics out of there dicks aren't very like they don't look very appealing like i can understand you know like (sighs) they just they don't like genitalia is not pretty i'm sorry it's not i agree i am a loud lesbian but that does not mean i have not had sexual encounters with penis holders (laughs) so like so like if it's not if the one straight guy or the one guy or the one person with a penis yes it, there are advantages to having a penis when it comes to sex no we don't care about picture of only a disembodied dick gets none of us going that's the real so, horror story So in haunted places, what you're saying is instead of burning sage, you should just bring some dildos. Only if it's a virgin ghost. I don't know why there's not a version for guys. I guess like a fleshlight is that guys aren't virgin. (laughs) Yeah, right? So like there's no vagina part. Although there is a vagina temple site in India. There is a lot of cultural reasons as to why the female virgin ghost is such a big thing. Yeah. I just think it's funny. I it is. the penis park. I feel like So bring the both. Poor virgin Don't guys. bring sage, yes. bring both. Fleshlight and or what? Oh god, Lily of the Valley? Is that their flower? What's the uh, flower that's supposed to be a vagina flower? Like it looks like a I'm not going to look find... it up. I'm not going to look Maybe up vagina flower. I will. But yeah, that's if you post that on Instagram, if you post the vagina flower on Instagram, will that get flagged? Probably if I say it's a vagina flower, I can say that it's a very sensitive flower for those of you as bonus content uh, for your amusement. If you listened all the way through the episode. Sure. Or even if you just say vag flower, would vag be flagged? I think that should probably be fine. But I could put a uh, our favorite haunted location being the, the penis park. Although it's probably the only location that can't be haunted by penis <laughs> Well, no, it can still be haunted by non-virgin ghosts or male ghosts. Oh, that's true. Or straight yes. male ghosts, I should say. Um, oh God, that's my that that. It's so good. Bi so and good. gay male ghosts still might enjoy that park. Enjoy. I enjoy the park. It's hilarious. I. Also I also not a ghost, so I don't know why I felt like I had to chip into that. 
I'm sorry, I'm just peeling the screen protector off my phone because it's bugging me. <laughs> That's what that noise is. Okay, was. so that is on the same level as me thinking that I could sneakily laser my leg while we recorded. Okay. That was that noise was on the same level. I wasn't expecting it to be quiet. I was just Don't doing it because technicality. <laughs> I what think that's you just do. I I folded it in half on the sticky side and then I started unpeeling it. It sounded oh creepy God. though, didn't it? Until it actually like popped. I didn't know what it was. It's not like a broken door opening almost. Yeah, it sounded creepy. Anyway, I think speaking um, of social media. Yeah. So real quick for you though. Yeah. I got as far as typing vagina. Social media. You can find me on the link. Lost it. Some, Some kind, kind of, of social media. Just kidding. Some kind of brown and kind of Natalie on Instagram and Twitter once a year or so at this <laughs> point. That's yeah, that sounds pretty right for me too. You can find us otherwise on uh Forensic Fiends on Twitter and Forensic Friends Podcast on Instagram. And I am maybe kind of hiding on several tangents twitter which is like <laughs> i would say not at all but you know you can follow that as well if you feel up for it i'm usually just <laughs> salty there so if you want more of this but not necessarily well no i talk about science on there too never mind just yeah it's a thing we'll be on our social media for this podcast more at least as far as the instagram because i'm working on it that's a goal of mine and, and it's got the vag flower. Yes, we have to put the vag flower at the penis park and maybe a quiz. But if you know this far in the thing, you would already know the answer. Who is the believer in ghosts, me or Shelly? I mean, that's actually Shelley's a trick question. Answer. That's actually a trick kind question. Of. Anyway, my ghost husband is telling me dinner's ready, so... Goodbye. And I found out that there's a flower called Cotoria. So oh. have a good week. <laughs> oh, Cotoria. Sounds pretty, actually. <laughs>